Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have as our co-host today, Lynn Pierre-Jones. Hello, everybody. Nice to have you back. Good to see you, Matthew. Good to see you. Oh, yeah. What do we got today? All right. In homeschool news, we'll let you know about Capital Fest, which is coming up next month, and an academic achievement study we are participating in. In homeschool conversations, we will listen to a conversation between that Matthew had with homeschool dad and North Carolina representative Jeff Zinger. And homeschool tip of the week is by me. Wonderful. Yeah. Exciting. We're, we're going to talk about self-care and the homeschool parent. We'll discuss how you can honor God with your entire body. And in homeschool helps with Amanda. Amanda will talk to us about homeschool scheduling. That'll help. Oh, you sure will. It's a big topic, isn't it? That's great. So we're going to start off with talking about Capital Fest. Um, as I've shared, even the last episode, one of the things that we do that's so important is to protect your right to homeschool. And as you're going to see in a minute in one of our interviews, we went to Raleigh uh, this uh, last month to talk to the representatives and senators in North Carolina. And one of the things that we're going to do in April, uh, on April 5th, is go back to Raleigh and ask you to join us for Capital Fest. So mark your calendars for the 2023 Capital Fest on April 5th. It's held every two years during the long session of the North Carolina General Assembly. The NCHE Capital Fest is a special day full of activities for NC, NC, uh, sorry, North Carolina homeschoolers to meet with their legislators and attend special workshops on North Carolina's legislative, executive, and judicial branches. And you get to tour three of the buildings, Supreme Court, the Capitol, and the Legislative Building. Nice. So go to our home page, and you'll find the link there for Capitol Fest, and you'll be able to find out more information and register, and we'll also have that link in the show notes. Cool. Now, Academic Achievement Study. We've all heard that homeschool students test, on average, higher than their public school peers. Did you know that this data, this data is from the last natural, national study and is more than a decade old? Mm. Now, NCHE and more than 30 other state organizations across the nation, in partnership with the National Home Education Research Institute, the Family Protection Council and BJU Press Homeschool are working together to collect current da data that will provide new and helpful information to homeschool families, homeschool support organizations, media outlets, policymakers, courts, and the general public. Find out how you can contribute to this nationwide research study. And you can go, again, to our homepage, nche.com, and there's going to be um, a, a graphic there that you can click on for the achievement study, and you'll find out how you can participate. All right, so as I said, uh, we were able to go to Raleigh, and we have a legislative committee. Uh, four of us went, and we spent the day. We, we went into almost every office. Um, in the legislative building of the senators and representatives wow. and gave them some information and said, we're homeschoolers in North Carolina. <clears throat> and while we were there, I was able to talk to uh, Jeff Z uh, Representative Jeff Zinger. So let's check out that conversation. Hello, North Carolina homeschoolers. I'm Matthew McDill, Executive Director for North Carolinians for Home Education. And uh, I'm at the legislative building in Raleigh, North Carolina with some of our other legislative committee members. 
And we're gonna be going around talking to a lot of representatives and senators, as many as we can, passing out Greenhouse Magazine and information about homeschooling and just letting people know uh, that we're here and that we care about the homeschool law and that we are making those connections. So I just wanna let you know what we're doing and so that you can uh, be aware that we're working for you and uh, just get in contact with us if these kinds of things are interesting to you and you wanna keep track of uh, the laws and uh, help us with this. Uh, you can go to our uh, homepage, nche.com, and sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is one of the best ways to, to keep in touch and know what's going on. Okay, I'm in Raleigh here with Representative Jeff Zinger, and you are from my hometown. Yep. Or pretty close to it. Forsyth County. I'm Louisville resident. Okay. But you're in my district, Clemens, Louisville, a little bit of Winston-Salem, a little bit of Forsyth County is my district, 87,000 people. Okay, and you've been serving for? This is my third year, so I've, um, this is my second term. Okay. Yeah. Prior to that, I did eight years on the Louisville Town Council, and I did four years or so on the Louisville Planning Board. And so you homeschooled your kids? I did. We have four kids. They're all grown now. My youngest is 20. Uh, but we homeschooled um, our first one just a couple of years for different reasons, but then the rest of them, we did almost completely, um, and the one that's 20, I think the only thing, she went to kindergarten at okay. gamer school. Mm -hmm. But they're all doing good, all higher education, all doing fantastic, and homeschooling was absolutely terrific for our kids. It was it was amazing what they were able to do. And, and you know, it was, it was interesting because we would have people say, golly, you know, your kids are, are so amazing. And as a dad, you like to hear that. Yeah, sure. But the reality <laughs> is, the reality is, is I don't know that they were so amazing, but it was that homeschooling afforded them the opportunity mm. to pursue what they loved and what they were right. gifted at, and it gave them the time to do it because they weren't doing busy work and they weren't doing, they were really learning. And so they all are excellent students. My one daughter right now is in PA school at ECU. And so you don't get, right. into, you don't get into PC, you don't get yeah. into ECU, PA school, you know, just because yeah, you show slouching up. around. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So what uh, caused you and your wife to choose to homeschool initially? So we were originally, we started with, um, we have four kids, like I said, we started at Redeemer School, and that was a great, you know, Charlotte Mason, terrific um, opportunity. Then we went and we got to a point where we had four in there, and the housing market completely crashed. I'm a builder and developer, and so it went, I mean, it died. Okay. And we were like, you know what? This isn't going to work, and so we went. Mm. We went. We said, "Well, let's look at homeschooling." And um, as we started to get into it, we we're like, "This is great. We really like this." And so we just continued to move down that path. And we, what we did is we kind of said, "Every year, we'll reevaluate." Yep. Sure. But, well, every year we were like, "Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's keep going. Exactly <laughs> this right. is great." Yeah. And so we we probably went there to the um, homeschool conference in. Um, Winston on Memorial Day weekend, probably, I don't know, 15 years running or something. Yeah, that's and, great. You know, it was big time. We always look forward to it and so on. So that's why, how we got into it. And then, you know, zero regrets and nothing. But you know, I don't know that homeschooling is for everybody, but boy, I'll tell you what, it was done well. It was fantastic for our kids. So you mentioned to me that it was actually at one of the conferences um, that maybe started you thinking about serving publicly what 
Tell me about that. This is an amazing story. So in 2009, we go to home. We had a bunch of families that were homeschooling together there in Clemens and Louisville and around. And we'd always go down to the conference. So in 2009, we go, and a buddy of mine and I, you know, you've got all those different terrific speakers. And so we started looking around and said, I said to a buddy of mine, well, let's go to this guy. It's Michael Ferris. And Michael Ferris at the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. Know who he <laughs> That's is. right. So we went, and he gave a terrific talk about... Um, one, his vision for raising kids to serve, to be judges, to be senators, to be mm. representatives, to be in public office. And then he really, he really kind of, I guess, admonished us and said, you know, here's the problem for Christians is we look at politics and it's dirty and it's nasty and it's vicious. And he's like, listen, if we're going to be the salt and the light, you need to be in it. Wow. And if you're not in it, who, who's taking your place? And so it was a great talk, and it really kind of, um, kind of, you know, pushed us to think about that. Well, two years later, I we had openings on the Louisville Town Council, and I had, you know, about about ten or twelve people come to me and say, "Jeff, you should run." And um, the buddy that I was with said, "You need to do it." We went to that talk, you know. so we so I did. I ran and I won. But then, two terms later. Um, the census had come down and they redistricted and created an open district. They had to create a new district. My buddy called me and said, Jeff, I've got people asking me to run for this congressional seat. I'm like, run? You need to run. Well, that was Ted Budd. Okay. And so Ted ran and we worked and it was really cool because all of our homeschool kids were, um, our kids were all at kind of the driving age. Yeah. So we taught them how to knock doors. Man, they were traveling. All, it was the ultimate civics lesson. And lo and behold, um, Ted gets in Congress, and I do two more terms on the town council, and I'm getting ready to roll off. I didn't run for re-election. I get a phone call. Would you consider running for a state office? Sure. And so, you know, I called Ted. He's like, oh, yeah, you need to do it. You need to do it. So we had a ridiculously hard election, and um, by this time, Ted had been a congressman for two terms, and so he had a, a bunch of you know, kind of an apparatus and stuff. And so we had people knocking doors and lo and behold, we won and um, got down here. And then the night that I got sworn in and I spent my first night in Raleigh and I called Ted and I said, Ted, are you going to run for Senate? What? I said, you need to run for Senate. You're going to run you're going to win. So, so were you the first one who told him that? Well, I told him I <laughs> he was. He should take the credit. He <laughs> should take the credit. Anyway, um, of course, as you know, Ted, Ted ran and, and and one, and he homeschooled his kids. This is really funny. So after the election, this last year, I win my second term. Julie and I, my wife, we went down to Texas to a conference, and we walk in, and guess who's sitting there? Michael Ferris. Okay. So nice. I go over to him, and I sit down next to him, and I tell him the story. Nice. And that was it. Was the evening. So the next, he couldn't believe it. So the next day, I, I walk in, and he's sitting there for breakfast, and he's motioning for me. So I came over, and I sat down, and I said, uh, he said, that was the most encouraging thing to me to That's hear that. Great. I called my wife, and it's so great. And I, so I, while he was telling me, I texted Ted and said, hey, I'm, I'm having breakfast with Michael Ferris. And he texted back and said, tell him it's all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, we're very happy uh, and proud that Ted's representing North Carolina, and of course, Homeschoolers, in a way, you know. Homeschoolers are are, are doing exactly what um, Michael Ferris envisioned in that talk in 2009.
All right, that was a great conversation. It was, it was. Yeah, I enjoyed hearing that. So uh, we have homeschool tip of the week now. Yes, sir. With Lynn Pierre delivering. What yes. do you got for us today? You ready? Okay. So <clears throat> we're talking about self-care and the homeschool parent. Now, during this time, I don't want you to think about your kids. I don't want you to think about your spouse. I want you just to think about yourself. So imagine for a moment that God gave you this thing that's called, let's call it a body. <laughs> we call just it for body. fun. Yeah, just, no, just for fun, we'll call it body. <laughs> and God's going to give you this body. He's going to give it to you for, let's say, 40 years. Only 40. And at, that, and at, the, well, <laughs> and that, and at the end of that 40 years, he's going to want to see what you've done with it. Okay. You know, how have you honored this gift that I've given you? And the question is, you know, are we really loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves with action? So today I'm just talking about homeschool parents taking care of themselves. I believe that the better we take care of ourselves, mm -hmm. then that positions us to take care of our children better. Okay. So we're, we're going to talk about ADD, A-D-D. So those are our three letters of the day, and that's all you need to remember. Add. you got to add something to your life in order to honor God with your entire body. So let's start with the A. Okay. The A is going to stand for activities. I was just telling Matt, I was just telling you about the skiing thing. Mm -hmm. We have a whole team at my school that is scheduling activities for these kids. We are intentional about those that we love, our children, doing activities and getting outside and being active. 60% of adults aren't active. Mm -hmm. So think about your 10 associates or friends. Six of them aren't active at all, and four of you all are active. Which side are you on? You know, are you on the active side or are you on the inactive side? Our bodies have been designed to be active. So we love our kids, and we know they need time outside and doing stuff and activities, but <clears throat> are we loving ourselves enough to be intentional about scheduling activities? So the A is to become active. Schedule time to get outside, to exercise. Even all y'all Apple lovers out there, pay, th <clears throat> pay $30, get an Apple One subscription. They do all these workouts you can put on your TV at home. I love this. My pastor says something about People complain about, hey, I can't do an hour workout every day to stay in shape. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever you would do for an hour, just do that for five minutes. If you would, if you normally say, oh, I need to run for an hour, well, just run for five minutes. Start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Plant a little seed of activity and allow it to grow. So our A is activity. The second thing is a D, A-D-D. The second thing for D is diet. Okay. Ooh, what you're putting in yourself. So when I was thinking about diet, you see here I have this empty water bottle here, and I have a water bottle here with a little bit of water in it. I'm not, not going to do what I want to do because it'll mess up all the computers and everything. <laughs> but if I take this water bottle here and I squeeze it because there are time constraints on us, mm -hmm. yes, our children that we're not going to talk about constrain us also, our jobs, our lives, even our health, and the more we squeeze it, Whatever's inside of it is going to come out. So, for example, if I have this water in here and I squeeze it as hard as I can, eventually the water's going to come out. And that's the same thing that happens with our diet. If we are putting mess 
in our bodies, when we get stressed, when we get tired, when we get frustrated, that mess is going to find a way to come back out. So if you think about going back to our example of God giving us this wonderful gift of a body, you know, after you put in, you know, 20 donuts or so, after you are sedentary for, for 20 years of your life, and then you present your body back to God, mm-hmm. you know, that's not going to be too great of a presentation, is yeah. it? So, D, we're talking about diet. Make sure that you put what you need to have in your body in your body. And I'm not telling you to be perfect, but let, let, let's talk about kids for a second. Mm-hmm. We're all kids. I have kids. My kids want to, we, I fixed a meal the other day, and they ate, ate the whole meal, and I said, do you want any more? They said, no, I'm not hungry. I said, okay, well, it must be time for bed. No, I want some ice cream. <laughs> but you said you weren't hungry. Well, I'm not hungry for this, but I want some ice cream. Kids know, know what they're doing. Now, as parents, <clears throat> we know more about what kids should be eating than the kid does. Yeah. So the kid doesn't decide what they eat. The parent decides what they eat. So at some point in time, I don't know when this happens, we get so old or mature that we don't feel like we need to listen to, my, to anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. So at what point as parents can we take a look at ourselves and say, hmm, someone might have a better idea of what I should be eating than me. Okay. And then the same way I want my kids to submit to what I want them to eat, is it possible that I could submit to someone else in order to eat what they say I should eat in order to create the life I want to have? Mm-hmm. So that, that's what we're talking about, diet. So A, activity, D, diet, and the last D is a decision. You have to make a decision if you're going to take care of yourself and honor your, honor, your, honor God with your entire body. Now, there's a book that I read a long time ago. It's called The Mental Diet. And it was so cool because what it talked about is we should not allow anything to come into our thinking in our headspace. You know, if they're talking about murders and crimes the first 15 minutes of the news, maybe I can turn, tune in when they start talking about the weather and sports. Okay. You know, it's certain people that tune into politics or sports or weather or the news, and they get all this negative information, and it makes them feel bad. Mm. So the whole decision part is that you have to discipline yourself to make the decision to decide what you're going to allow in your mind and in, in your thoughts. Okay. One thing that's so cool about this, William James, it, this is an awesome quote that I love. He said this, the greatest revolution of our generation is the discovery that human beings, by changing their inner attitudes of their minds, can change the outer aspects of their lives. So if you can change your inner world, then your outer world can change. We grow up, we raise kids and we say, sticks and stones can break our bones, but words can never hurt Mm -hmm. me. But at a certain age... You, as a parent, you know, you're not going to have people coming up wanting to beat you up. You know, no one wants to approach you and beat you up. But we still have people cutting us off in traffic. We still have people getting mad at us in the, in the grocery store line, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we still are getting worse against us, but we don't take the same advice to heart. We allow the news and we allow other people to ruin our day, mm-hmm. to ruin our week, to ruin our hour, to ruin our minute. So the same advice that we give to kids... We need to take ourselves. Now, Matthew chapter 7, verse 3 through 5. Let me read that to you. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? 
Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye and look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, take the beam of wood out of your eye and then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. So our goal here is to take care of ourselves so we can better take care of other people. So we talk about A, we talk about D, we talk about D. So in this, in whole, bring this home in concluding mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. I want to talk about how we are creators. God has created us to be creators. If I want to be an artist, I can get on YouTube, learn how to be an artist, and learn how to draw. So the question is, how do you want to present your body back to God? How do you want to create this life of self-care and decide you want to create it like this? Well, make sure your activity is in line with what you want to create. Make sure your diet is in line with what you want to create. Make sure that the decisions that you make and the things that you read and the things that you see are in line with the life that you want to create. And once you bring all that together, then think about how you can be in a more powerful position in order to be a leader to your kids and to your family and to your community. So that is the tip of the week. You know, I was on my way here to this program, and I had all sorts of thoughts in my mind of all the difficulties I was facing, and I just spent uh, several minutes thanking God. Yes. And it was a mental moment, a decision of, what is my perspective and how am I going to see things? And it, it makes a big difference in it my spirit a big difference. and in my yes, heart, sir. exactly what yes, you're sir. saying. Love it. That's good. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. Yes. We're going to go to Homeschool Helps with Amanda now, and she's going to give us some tips and help about scheduling. Welcome to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. I'm Amanda Wares, Homeschool Helps Director with NCHE. Today, we are going to talk about scheduling, scheduling in our homeschool. And this is going to be yearly scheduling, daily and weekly scheduling. What does that look like in your school? And the thing I most want you to take away from this segment is that you have freedom. You have freedom in your homeschool to make your schedule work for you. You can flex your schedule, you can change things, you can make your schedule work for your family, for your student, for yourself as teacher, as parent, you have freedom to do so. Our North Carolina homeschool law says we must homeschool on a regular basis nine months of the calendar year. But within those legal requirements, there is a lot of freedom and flexibility. There is nothing in there about counting days or counting hours. Um, there's nothing in there about how we must structure our days or our weeks. Um, nine months of the calendar year on a regular basis. That's it. So then you make that schedule work for you. Now, let's talk about yearly scheduling. Some families follow a very traditional schedule. Their schedule looks a lot like the public school or the brick and mortar school schedule. They um, start in August or September. They end in May or June. They take breaks when brick and mortar schools take breaks and that works for them. That's totally fine. Some families are year round homeschoolers. Um, And this 
there's a lot of variations on what that might look like in your house as well. I know years ago when my kids were small, we homeschooled six weeks on and one week off and then six weeks on and one week off. And we did that all year round and that worked fabulously for us at that time in our life. Um, for the ages my kids were and where we were and in our family and stuff like that. So that's another option. Um, some people may start, I was just talking to someone today about starting maybe in the hot dog days of summer, they start school in July. When it's so hot, you don't wanna go outside anyway. And they school through the year, you know, taking breaks as they desire and then they're done by April or early May when it's really nice and you wanna be outside. So that's another option. There's a lot of freedom. Again, you structure your school year in a way that works for you and your family. Now, how about daily and weekly schedule? Again, there can be a lot of variations in this. So you might do every subject every day that's one option. Um, you might do reading or language arts and math every day and then do the other um, history, science, art, things like that on a more rotating basis. Or you might do those twice a week, something like that. Again, this is totally what works for you. I could say so much more, but my time has already run out, so we'll make another video for another day. Until then, I hope this helps. All right, thanks, Amanda. That's super helpful. Scheduling is a pretty central part of the yes, whole, the whole very process big deal. here. We're so glad you joined us uh, this week. It's a privilege to be with you. It's a privilege that you give us this time for us to encourage you. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have some topics or questions, anything at all, uh, you can send them to the homeschool show at nche.com. And we'd also love it if you would share this show with a friend or family member that you think uh, would enjoy it and would benefit from it. Um, you can also do that just by rating and, and subscribing to our podcast. So anyway, thanks uh, for the ways that you can help. Until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy.